Hello, I hope you're well. I am so excited to be talking to you. I'm sneaking this in. It's it's the first episode of my like new season, um, but it feels like it's also the, the last episode of 2021. So it's kind of a weird feeling. <laughs> but I wanted to to steal a minute and just come and say hi. It's been a little while. <laughs> But I have good news to report. I, I've sadiqued my sweater. I really thought of that as a, a learning process. It's terrifying to cut into your knits. Um, but I did it, and it didn't turn out the way I had hoped. Um, but I still really like it. And I am just delighted with how much use I'm getting out of a woolly, hairy sweater. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I am, I I don't, I, for those of you, I'm jumping right into it. I'm a little bit out of practice. Um, but I just wanted to say, hi, I'm Holly. I'm so happy, uh, to be talking with you. I am someone who, uh, how should I say it? I'm, I'm, I, I use this podcast to talk about knitting and recovery. Um, and recovery for me is a 12 step program in Al-Anon. Um, and, I um, encourage you to, of course, always take what you like and leave the rest, but I'm really happy to be sharing with you and to feeling like um, my story matters and my thoughts matter uh, when you all listen. It's just really nice to feel that way. Um, The knitting community, I don't know, I've never met anybody who talks about uh, addiction, but one of the things that, or what it's like to live or love someone who suffers from addiction But one of the really nice things over the pandemic is that I feel like I've been, and during my recovery, which they kind of coincided, is that I've started to talk more openly, at least in limited ways online with people who I think might be in a similar situation, you know, when their posts are just, they just sound familiar. And I'm realizing that there's a few more of us uh, than then maybe I first thought when I was feeling oh so alone <laughs> when I first started this podcast. Anyway, so I just wanted to thank you. I'm going to end the year with some gratitude, and I'm going to start the new season of the podcast then with some gratitude. So thank you so much. It really means a lot to me. Um, so yeah, so my my <laughs> steeped sweater. So I've been knitting, my knitting story, I've been knitting for a really long time. I think this is 21 years. I want to say I started right around 1999. Oh my gosh, I feel so old. I was in grad school. Someone taught me, a really good friend, who I'm sadly not in touch with anymore, which is sad. Um, but she taught me, and she gave me this amazing gift, and so I'm very grateful to her as well, giving me this gift of knitting. Not only did she teach me to knit, she also taught me how to knit continental, which is like the secret sauce, I think, to becoming a knitter. It just really helped me so, so much. And as an addendum, I was on a knitting website, Secret Knit Club, which is really fun. It's like an anti-ravelry. It's really fun. I totally recommend it. Um, But I was on there and someone was posting about mirror knitting. And it just goes to show you that like, you think you know a lot about something and then you realize there's still so much to learn. Mirror knitting is when you knit with your left hand, which is what I do continental. And then you just, but you don't go right to left, you go left to right. 
my mind was blown. I can't really even imagine it. Somebody posted a, a blog about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this craft is amazing. Anyway, wow, I'm rambly today. I'm just happy to be talking with you all. Um, so yeah, I, I, I learned to knit Continental and I've been knitting for a very long time. But as I said, there's some real gaps. One is color work and the other one was not surprisingly linked to that, which is steaking. I feel really confident with cables. I feel really confident with lace. Last summer, I did a brioche shawl, which was also a new task for me. I haven't done brioche before. And so I've been thinking a little bit that, okay, so color work is something that is on my horizon. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, but for now, I just really wanted to keep you know, try this steak. I had, as I said, a bunch of lopey yarn in my stash. So it was really easy to try something out. I even had this, the pattern bought. So I just finally cast on, I cast on the soul bean from Mary Jane Mucklestone. Um, and it's a really lovely color work pattern. You know, lopey is really forgiving in terms of learning color work. That said, I still had to redo the yoke something like four times and it's still a little bit tight around my um, shoulders, but anyway, I did it. It's great. I cut it open and I did a crocheted reinforced steak. I was hoping to do an I-cord bind off over the crocheted reinforced steak, but it quickly just seemed like way too hard for me to figure out how to do that. And so instead, like, I think I would have to knit a, um, like a, it would almost look like a button band and then a crocheted, I'm sorry, then a, um, I-cord bind off. And that just looked a little weird to me. Like, I just wanted it to be I-cord bind off. Um, and I wanted it to look very like sixties. Um, and so it just didn't quite work when I tried it. It was really, it would have to be this giant I-cord bind off, like seven stitches or more, in order to do cover up all the steaks and the crocheted reinforced um, line of stitches. So anyway, I was like, dang it, that doesn't work. But you know, I had already proceeded with buying a zipper and I had this vision that I wanted to be a zip up lopey cardigan. So I went ahead and sewed in my, my zipper and you know, the crocheted, I used a contrast color, the lighter color on it and it looks really good. So it's not perfect. It's totally weird. Um, it's a little too tight around the shoulders. Like I said, it's a big, hairy, <laughs> fuzzy sweater, but I, dang it. I love that thing. And I've worn it like five times. Um, it's probably something I'm going to look back on and be like, why did I wear that? But Right now, I'm just in that zeal of love for the finished item. I'm just so proud of myself, and I'm wearing it. And, you know, the other nice thing is that I didn't think I would love Lopi, and I because I had knitted a sweater out of, like, a cheaper brand, not the Ice Tech. I, I, I think it was Reynolds, and that thing is really like a hair shirt. It's really warm. I wear it to the hockey rink, but it's not, like, it's not a warm hug, <laughs> but the Ice Tech brand of Lopi, if you're on the fence, uh, I can totally see that thing softening up over time. It's a lot softer every time I wash it, um, and I had to reblog it a couple times with that yoke. It gets a little softer, so I can see that. I can see why Lopi is like a magic yarn. Um, so I definitely see another one in my future, just not right away. So that 
so I did, I did it, I cut my nits, I felt, I felt like that wild, <laughs> reckless abandonment with scissors near, near yarn. <laughs> Um, and other than that, I'll say my knitting has been a little unfocused as the end of the semester, I, you know, I teach. And so this is a really challenging time of year. There's a million work deadlines. My kids are like, my kid has a science fair project. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, we were, we were just basically trying to survive December, it felt like. And, um, so I didn't have a lot of time for knitting, but I did manage to make a few like silly little things and do some gift knitting. I did a bunch of hats. I've been working on a cable mitten for my kids' therapists. <laughs> it feels weird to give your kids' therapist a present, but my goodness, I love that woman. Um, and let's see, I've made two tiny, no, I made three tiny little ornaments out of yarn, which again, is not my style. I just generally find that they're so fiddly, these tiny little things. They take up so much time. Um, and I'm always like so frustrated when I'm making them, but then you see the tiny object and you're like, it's the cutest. Um, so yeah, I'm in a silly knits mood. So I made a tiny gnome, a tiny gnome ornament. And I, the whole time I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. And then I finally finished it and I'm like, I want to make seven more. They're so cute. Um, so I made a tiny gnome ornament. I made one of the tiny tree sock ornaments by Summer Lee. I had some leftover sock yarn and I had it in red, green, and white, and it just looks so cute. And then this is where I got totally absurd. You can tell that it was a hard month. Um, my kid was making a cardboard dollhouse. They like to customize things for their, it's not a Barbie doll. It's like a, it's a smaller than a Barbie doll. I don't even know what it is. It's this tiny doll that they've customized the hair. They've like changed the head. They've like really made all this. I think this is like a YouTube <laughs> subgenre of crafting where you just make out of cardboard, these amazing, um, doll houses for these dolls. And anyway, so my kid is into this and they've made this like amazing loft space for this doll. This, this doll's house is nicer than mine. Um, with a tiny little plant that they made for me, um, hanging plant. Um, but so I made a tiny little stocking for that dollhouse. Um, so I took the Summerly tr tiny tree socks ornament pattern and I just halved it and kind of wung it and made a tiny, tiny little stocking. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Smaller than my pinky. It was so annoying to knit, but again, product knitting in this case, the final result is lovely and my kid loves it and it brought me a lot of joy. Other perk of it is that I've learned how to do an afterthought heel on both of those, the ornaments and the stocking. And so, hey, skill acquisition. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm just making like absurd items right now. I'm making like a, t a weird, bulky green, red, and white Christmas hat. I don't know if we'll ever wear it, but it's in my stash, this yarn, and I'm going to use it. My kid has a red pom-pom. We're doing it. <laughs> So yeah, that's where I'm at. I think, okay, so last, last things, goals for the new year. I think 2022, I'm not going to mention the variant. I'm not going to worry myself sick. Um, but I think 2022 for me is going to be about, um, a reach. And so, as I said before, I'm not really great at color work knitting. And so that's going to be 2022 is going to be my year of color work and I've been preparing for it in late 2021 with my 
yoke sweater that I redid four times. And then I've also been working on these Selbu mittens. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think I've knitted them six times. Oh, <laughs> if you put it all together, they are kicking my butt. But I keep telling myself, I'm preparing, I'm learning my attention, you know, and thank goodness, as Elizabeth Zimmerman always reminds us, right, when you have to frog something, thank goodness I love knitting, because that just means more knitting. So anyway, so I am, one mitten is done, I'm working on the other one, I had finished it, and then I realized I made a huge mistake with the pattern, so I had to go back. Um, I finished one, and then I realized I made two right-hand mittens, so I had to go back again and finish it. Not kidding you when I said I'm knitting it six times. You can tell I've just been like stuck. Oh, the end of the year just grind. Um, but I'm close to finishing that. So once um, the holiday passes and I have that in between time, I'm going to finish up that second mitten and I'm going to get ready for my year of color work. I've got yarn at the ready. I'm going to start a color work vest. Um, I have enough yarn to do, I think, the soldatna as well. So I have two projects for the early year. And then from there, I'm going to keep working on it. And hopefully, this is so ambitious, oh my goodness, but by the end of the year, 2022, I may have even cast on one of those amazing Alice Starmore cardigans, right? Like, that's the goal. I don't know if I'll get there in one year of color work knitting. That seems so lofty, um, especially given my recent, you know, I couldn't even pull off a lopey sweater. <laughs> I was just saying, you know, an Alice Stormore, Stormore fingering. A fingering knit sweater might be a reach. <laughs> but anyway, it's good to have goals, right? I'll know when I'm ready. But that's the goal. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening. I'm so, so happy to talk with you. I hope you're well. I'm sending you well wishes. I know, um, you know, if you are someone like me who has to deal with active addiction, I know this time of year is really challenging. I've felt it in years past. This has just been a heartbreaking season for me. Um, it's always triggered depression um, and sadness because I would watch my partner struggle so much. And this year, um, we're really lucky. Things are going well. And I finally feel like I'm in my recovery enough to know that it's one day at a time and it's just one day, right? And the holidays are a series of um, actions and moments. It's not um, all this pressure on one single, single day or single moment, or even eight days, <laughs> um, or seven, if you celebrate Kwanzaa. So I just am hoping that you have ways to keep yourself happy, safe, and sane during this period in time and serene. So I'm sending you really good thoughts as you start the new year. So take care, friends. I will talk to you soon. Bye.